All right, so do you think we have reached peak athletes doing too much? In what regard? Okay, so the Tom Brady had the article in Wall Street Journal magazine that he's got the clothing label that's coming out. It's like one more damn athlete has a clothing label. Uh, yeah. Production company. For sure. Uh, health. Like, I can't buy your merch and watch all your shows. I, I don't really care about you that much other than you play. Yes, I believe so. Like, I see my nieces. I see, like, how excited they get over YouTube stars that make slime and talk about Paw Patrol and stuff like that. And then, you know, you got somebody to Tom Brady's caliber. Like, you know, I think about when I was 12, 13 years old, there was nothing that Penny Hardaway and Allen Iverson could not sell me. If I could get it, I would get it. And these kids are just like, it's just amazing how much buying power they have. And it's just way too much influence. I can't consume all the shows. I can't consume all your products. I, I just can't. That being said, we appreciate everyone who consumes this show. Hey, start it now. Let's go. What up, what up, what up? You know what it is. You know what time it is. Jason Spells in New York. Brandon, L.A., what they listening to, B? This is, this is what you heard. You had a little a little uh, hesitation. Did you forget the name of the show? No, I, th- I, th- I thought I was going to be able to jump in a little bit quicker, and I was going to go with a little bit more oomph, and then I, I realized I, I jumped the gun a little too early. So I Go ahead, go back. back. You, know, you know what? Do it again. Man, this is what you heard. You know what it is. Hey, man, we're excited. Episode 30. <laughs> Never would have made it. Y'all listen to gospel. Y'all know what that song comes from. Great song, by the way. Um, week four in the National Football League is finally here. I haven't looked at any games. It's coming up, so I have no clue. I mean, the Panthers are the Cowboys. Y'all know how I feel about that. I actually think we lose it because we banged up. But I do want to start the week off by what we just saw on Monday night. Uh, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Sunday night, I read this for a second. Aaron Rodgers. Who needs timeouts, right? Like, remember week one, we thought that this dude was washed. We thought that mm-hmm. he missed his opportunity with his team. We were sitting there looking at it saying, you know what, the Caribbean Packers is going to be trash and Rodgers last year. And he shut us all the way up. All the way up. 42 yards, 37 seconds. Who needs timeouts? Not Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's a thing of beauty. Like, seriously, when he's just in the zone. Yeah, we talked a lot of shit after week one. And it's fun with guys like him because they don't give us a whole lot of moments to do that. But I think both of us knew deep down that it was only a matter until he just started lacing people again. And, you know, I happened to catch like literally only the last five minutes of that game. When I turned it on, it's like, all right, this is close. going to be a good game. And everybody thought the same exact thing, even though there was like 40 seconds left, 37 seconds left, if I'm not mistaken. Everybody was like, that's still much too, too much time for Aaron Rodgers. Just incredible. The way he conducts that offense, the way he never panics, the way he never stresses out. He's been there so many times that it just feels like time completely stops for him. 37 seconds. 42 yards. Once again, the no timeouts. That's what's getting me because he even had like two incomplete passes during that series. Mm-hmm. Still, no issue for him. Any other quarterback and, not named Tom Brady would have shit the bit. Two completions in the middle of the field, too. That's not easy with 37 seconds left to get back up, scramble, spike that football. 37 seconds with a couple of catches that went out of bounds. All right. But middle of the field, it's just crazy, man. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Sunday night, I think I said Monday night earlier. Sunday yeah. night, that's what I think about. Week four, no clue. I actually, we talked about this a couple of weeks back. So when football starts, I'm like super into it. Mm-hmm. And then inevitably life happens. I got other things I do on weekends. 
So last weekend, uh, my little brother got married. I was down in Baltimore for that. So Sunday, I missed 90% of the games. Only game I actually saw from beginning to end was the Packers and 49ers. You know, I missed Justin Tucker's 66-yard kick. I missed whatever else happened anywhere else, right? Like, who knows? I didn't see it. And so we're at that point of the season where I'm just kind of like, yeah, I got other stuff to do. Like, this weekend, I'm going to Kentucky. So, like, I have all the stuff that takes over Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. I, mean, I think it happens to everybody. There's definitely lulls in the season where you can't catch every game. And, and to your point, yeah, kind of kicks off. And then it's just like some matchups hit you here and there. Otherwise, you know, you just try and keep up with what you can. But it was a pretty good week. Like, if you want to throw on, like, the Chris Berman, like, NFL primetime music, like, I could definitely, like, run through every game in 60 seconds or something. I don't know if we need rights to that. I mean, I don't really I'm care. Just joking, I'm totally joking. I could never do that. What Chris Berman does, he is the Dude, legend. Okay, it's not that, that hard. Second. All you need is all you need is two timeouts. Excuse me, two timeouts. Two highlights per game. It's not yeah, that but difficult. I, I don't think I could do that. And then he ran down the field. Like, I don't oh yeah, I could easily do that. Down. I've done that before. <laughs> all right, next. Um, I want it for week four then, because you talk about not knowing what games are coming on. We got undefeated. Cardinals versus Rams, two undefeated teams, 3-0, 3-0. We got Buccaneers and Patriots for our Sunday night football game. Tom oh, yeah, Brady going back, for that. going back to his old home. Like, yeah. But, yeah, let me show you. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you how bad it is. I'm actually flying back in Sunday night. So I will miss most of the game. But I don't need – I don't care anymore because anything I need to see will be on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram immediately. So I'm not missing a damn thing. I'm just saying, man, there's there's certain sports where it's like you catch the highlights afterwards and it's like, all right, I'm good. But there's just something different about seeing the last four or five minutes of an NFL game that's close. And so far this year, we've had a lot of close games at the end. It's been some great entertainment. I'll give you that. You were talking about the Rams for a minute. Um, and, you know, it used to be the Western Forum for those of us old enough for the new kids is Staples Center, Lakers games. That's where everyone goes to hang out. You mm-hmm. see and be seen at the Laker game, not the Clipper game, the Laker game. We are at that point now with the LA Rams. Their game in SoFi, you take a look, everyone, every star, celebrity, pulling out all the stops. I swear, Magic, if you're a celebrity and you go to SoFi, you got to take a picture with Magic too. That's the (laughs) only way you know you're a legitimate celebrity. But that's like the new thing for y'all out in LA. Don't nobody go to SoFi for the Chargers games. Don't nobody give a damn about the Chargers. But for some reason, the Rams, everybody got to be seen there. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it was even like that when they were playing at USC. I, you know, I went to, I think, three games there, and every game that I was there it was like, you know, what big-name rapper or Jamie Foxx or whatever would be, like, basically right on the field hanging out. It's just the L.A. sports culture in general. Yeah, to your point, like, you know, Rams are 3-0, Chargers are 2-1. and Chargers 2-1 and might be as impressive, if not more impressive, than the Rams 3-0. and no, you know, it's just Chargers culture. Nobody's cared. Even in San Diego, nobody really cared. So not really sure why people pull into the Rams, maybe because they're like a little bit more of that high energy octane offense. And for whatever reason, it's more entertaining. But, I, you know, other than that, I couldn't really tell you. There's no real fan allegiance to one or the other in the city. But, you know, frankly, like outside of the Lakers and, and some diehard Clippers fans and the Dodgers, like people don't really care about sports that much in LA. Like it kind of feels like Miami. People just show up because it's more of a social event than a sporting event. So I'm not shocked about it, but then I'm also just like, damn, man, it took y'all no time to start getting the hats and showing up at the games. <laughs> you know like, how I mean, much money the somewhat, Chargers? 
No, I mean, someone could have easily been like, I mean, think about it though. The teams have only really been there for this with the third season. Last season, they couldn't play in front of fans. So, like, this is the first real season where they had a home field that was theirs. Mm-hmm. You, you think people would sit there and be like, yo, before I pick a bandwagon, let me see for a minute. No. The bandwagon was established. It was Rams from the jump. That's the beauty about L.A. There's no such thing as really of a bandwagon. People want to switch over to the Chargers in November. Nobody's going to care. People just be happy that more butts are in the seats. So you're saying that if, let's say, the Rams falter, they lose in the playoffs, and the Chargers are making a run to the AFC championship game. Everyone's going to be repping the Chargers. I don't think everybody, but I think you'll definitely see a shift of people that just want something to celebrate that are football fans, or again, people who want to be able to engage in these social moments that feel important. I mean, it's the clout, as much as I hate that word, but that's probably 70% of the people that are LA games. Somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that wants to go and do something cool because person x y and z is going to be there the yeah. fakeness of la is what i'm it telling is. you that that oh the fakeness of la you ain't lying it's, you ain't it never lying. ceases to amaze you know uh, this is once again um just random this is a great week for quotes just memorable quotes that just stand out jalen hurts that's all i gotta say jalen hurts you take you a deuce you don't you don't sit there and look at it you flush it and move on we're gonna flush it and move on I mean, I guess that's one way to put it. I mean, he's definitely uh, going off that Ted Lasso goldfish memory mantra of just forgetting what happened, even though my goldfish don't have a three-second memory. I don't know why people think that, but that's a different story. Philly's trash. They've been trash. I know everybody's so high on the Cowboys and coming out of that game, people were just ecstatic. They got a 20-point win, but Philly still has a lot of work to do, and for me, I just hope Jalen Hurts can stay healthy enough for the next year or two to where they finally surround him with the weapons, the offensive line that he needs so he can be the player that he needs to be. Because, man, I'm, I'm high on Jalen Hurts. I really think under the right circumstances, he could be a top 10 quarterback in this league. I just don't know if that's going to happen in Philly, and I don't know if he'll get the opportunity to showcase that. Because we've seen it in the NFL before. You know, Most quarterbacks, like if you don't prove it from 21 to 25, you're probably going to be a journeyman for the rest of your career. Just, I, I mean, big facts. I'm not disputing that at all. Um, I'm just still blown away by, A, it was a great analogy that he said, but B, who that, that, that is not something you think about in the moment. None of us are not that smart <laughs> to pick that up in the moment. He had prepared that. He really thought he had to put that together in preparation for going up and being asked a question out of that performance. Like he had yeah, to. Yeah, might, it might be one of the quotes in their locker room. You know how teams are. They have fun sayings like that. Like that very easily could be a part of it. Yeah, well, you know what? We're about to flush the whole Eagles season. I got some Eagles fans. I know y'all listening. I'm sorry. Don't sorry, Zumdahl. Y'all team trash. Uh, NBA, teams reporting to training camp. And we're not going to go overboard on NBA because y'all see it all the time. It's the culture we're in. You're bombarded with some of the same things we're talking about. But the vaccination thing, it's still kind of irking me. And once again, I've been up front. Everyone has a right to decide what they want to do with their body. Mm-hmm. But if you can't go to work, that's determining what you can do economically. And so in situations like here in New York, right, the Knicks are 100% vaccinated. The Nets are not. Kyrie Irving being one lone standout. Andrew Wiggins in Golden State is not vaccinated. New York City, San Francisco, two cities in which they have basically said, if you play for the home teams, you have to be vaccinated to come into the arena. As a fan, 
I'm vaccinated with Pfizer. For me to go into the arena, I have to show vaccination. And so, oh, wait, so I heard here, one thing today that like, real quick though, I heard one thing today that really threw me off. Opposing players can go play in New York and they don't have to be vaccinated though. And yeah, you're right. That is true. And I do have a problem with that. Like if it's going to impact the home team, it should impact the traveling team as well. It's the dumbest thing ever. Uh, however, that's just where we are right now. And so seeing the narrative of, well, the NBA is coming down and not trying to force these players to get a shot. It's not the NBA saying these guys have to get a shot to play. It's the city. So we'll start with ESPN, CNN, NBC, any news organization. Tell the story factually accurate. Don't play into the narrative. Um, second off, and it's just because it's Kyrie, right? Like, he can't just say I'm not doing it and that's it. Like, there's always something else with him. And so there was an article that was done in – was that Yahoo? I sent it to you. Was that Yahoo? I thought it was Rolling Stone for some reason. Yeah, it was, it was Rolling Yahoo. Stone. It was Rolling Stone. And it was basically saying that he is not vaccinated. He has since gone on Instagram and started following and liking conspiracy theories about how the vaccine is being put into blacks to turn them or connect them microchipping and connecting them to a supercomputer that's a part of Satan's plan. Okay, Kyrie. See what I'm saying, right? So like every time when it's Kyrie, like he can't just say, I just don't want to get the shot. It's always got to be something Bro, else that makes no damn sense. Kyrie shenanigans are just super old at this point. And don't let me take away from there's there are some really good things that Kyrie does. Like his philanthropic his movement endeavors sub- are great. Exactly. Exactly. But there's just too much bullshit, like with the earth being flat and being anti vaccine and shit. It's just like I agree with you. And he I was anti bubble sure. too. He's just he, he seems to always want to challenge the system just for sake of challenging the system. And I get it. I think we've all been there, but he's not leading by example in a good way. And he's just become just a huge distraction for the team. And we talked about this offline a little bit yesterday. Like, I don't care. Nets get rid of Kyrie Irving tomorrow. I don't care. That team is still good enough to win a title without him. At this point, if I'm KD and Harden, I'm just like, dude, stop being such a distraction. Like, if that's how you really feel, then retire, for real, because you're making everybody else miserable and you're just causing a bunch of drama that's not needed. We need to focus on these Ws. We need to focus on lifting this trophy, the Larry O'Brien trophy in June. And what you're doing is a detriment to all that. It's just that simple. Kyrie can be the greatest guy. He could have the greatest heart. He could mean the best. But he's just become a and you said it yesterday. Every team he's on, it's the same shit, man. Also, he ain't it's just, he ain't just become a distraction. Ask Kevin Durant. No. Me, Kevin Durant. Yeah. Ask Kevin Love. Ask uh, Jason Ask Tatum. LeBron James. Ask Brad Stevens. Ask LeBron James. Ask the people of Cleveland. Speaking of LeBron the people and of Kevin. Boston. Look at the next last them laying season. you see them laying to Jerry Colangelo on the shop? No. Nah. Bro. Yeah, you got to check that out. Kevin Love, all of them just straight up fuck you to Jerry Colangelo. Just because he kind of called out Kevin Love for being out of shape and whatnot last year, I love Kevin Love. I love what he does from a mental health. Yeah, he shouldn't have been on the craziest person. He shouldn't have been on. He shouldn't have been on there to begin. No, he shouldn't have been on to begin with. But also, like, let's call a spade a spade. Again, I really like Kevin Love. I think he's a you know seems like a great person off the court, but he also pulls a lot of bullshit on the court too. Temper tantrums, purposely throwing the ball out of bounds, not to his teammates and stuff. Like, give me a break, man. These guys got to really. Own up to it. You are getting paid hundreds of million dollars to play this sport, and you're constantly playing the victim. It's getting old. Yeah, but they keep doing it because there's a narrative in which 
you take a look or not a narrative there's a there's a belief right now that everyone's voice matters and there's always a contingent that says whatever someone says no matter how kooky or crazy i support that and so we've seen that with Kyrie, whether it was you shouldn't play in the bubble, whether it was last season when he took two weeks off and didn't do a damn thing, when it was um, the situations in Cleveland, once again, in Boston, I'm going to be here. I don't want to be here. That is who he is. He is a distraction. Yeah. You can you have two options. Winston Churchill, and I know I'm going to butcher this quote, said appeasement is not foreign policy. He was saying that in World War II in the 1930s and 40s. That's true in 2020 in business, in sports, in foreign policy. It doesn't matter. The, in your relationship, the more you give in to someone, the more shit they're going to give you. Appeasement is not a policy. And what right. has the NBA done? The NBA fans, the media, everyone has appeased these players to the point where they're like, well, you know, we got to let them get their viewpoint out. If their viewpoint is factually inaccurate, culturally wrong, and medically stupid, why should they get their viewpoint out? A hundred percent, man. I'm so glad you said that. I'm beyond exhausted with people saying, I did my research. Guess what? You, you ain't got no damn doctor. You ain't done no research. Yeah, you are I not ain't trained. seen you with a white lab coat, a some burner, none of that shit. You're not trained or educated to do any of that. So whatever your research is, I don't care because it'd be like me copying off the dumbest kid in class. Oh, well, you did your homework. That's great, but you don't know what you're doing. Once again, unless you have actually showed up to some, some lab with a white lab coat, a Bunsen burner, a Bika, um, a couple of different pH balance strips, then you ain't done no research. All you've done is Google something until you found what backed up what you wanted to say. Exactly. Whatever narrative that fit your agenda. And that's what it is now. It is. Whether you are pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine, pro-Republican, anti-Republican, black, white, defund the police, black lives matter. It does not matter. You can find anything. Oh, and this is a rant. You know what? We're going to throw the, we're going we're gonna to get back to some of the shit we were talking about before. But like, you see those commercials for Facebook groups, right? And they're like, hey, Facebook, we're creating community. And then they get upset when people get radicalized and they say they learned it all on Facebook. No shit. You created a community of white supremacists. You can get on Facebook and I can go find out how to knit or I can go find out how to put on a white hood. Right. That's not the same. And, and on top of that, it's been proven that some of our biggest foes in, in other countries have literally hired people to just go in and start shit with us. It's like, you don't even know what's real on there. It's not the same as having a discussion with five of your peers that you know day in day out you have a good idea of what their beliefs and you know what really motivates them as a human being versus john smith on you don't know who that is it's, it's just crazy man we are living in such a bizarre time and it honestly makes me nervous as hell to ever have children <laughs> never in the never in the what, three thousand year span of humanity have we been able to be so smart and so damn dumb at the same time and that's what yeah. it is and so the Kyrie situation, in the, in the end, he's probably going to wait this out as long as possible. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but is he really going to jeopardize half of the season? Really, it's more than half because they're going to at least play one game in San Francisco. So right. more than half of the season, 42 games. More than that, man. They got to play the Knicks, too. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not even getting credit. So you got on that, closer right? to 50, 50 games right there. Yeah. So so are you really going to sacrifice that for this hill? For a disease. I'm not that sure. Has... I'm not sure. He I, I I I'm just not sure. But to see people say this is so wrong, the NBA is coming down. It's not the NBA, it's the mm-hmm. city. That mm-hmm. is what it is. I'm with you. He should retire. If he's not all in, then don't take up $34 million of salary cap. Uh, Hillbilly Kobe. <laughs> That's just wild. Austin Reeves. This kid, That's my cousin. Uh, he's, a, he's a second. He's a, he's a two-way guy playing for the Lakers and the G League. So basically, he's Alex Caruso version or updated 1.204. They just updated Caruso, a guy with hair, just a streaky of a shooter, not as athletic. Anyway, Austin Reeves uh, from middle of nowhere, Arkansas. He got the name in college at Oklahoma. Hill Billy, Hill Billy Kobe. It's, it's nice. It's funny. I, he's not going to play this year. Not no, with this team. This, this, is, this is probably the only time we've ever heard of Hill Billy Kobe. And probably the last time we'll hear from him again. But good Yo, story. He's going to light him up in the Santa Cruz. Is it the Santa Cruz Lakers? What's that G League team? Uh, I honestly don't even know, but watch. This is going to haunt us. We're going to replay this back in February because, man, Lakers are, what, average age of 33? They might have some injuries where Hillbilly Kobe's got to step in for a game or two. Just like that dude that came up, what was that, like 2018, who was like 35 with the gray hair for the Lakers? And yeah, but like, like they, they had given up on the team. Like Kobe was like yeah. – I mean, yeah, they had given up. That, this ain't the same because they genuinely think I- this kid might have something. He averaged 15-7, uh, two rebounds, two steals in summer league for the Lakers. I didn't even know Rondo was back on the Lakers. I don't know where I've been. Don't worry. Who he played for, we, it's coming up, man. Everybody going to be wondering who's on what team. But, yes, Rondo is back. AD is back. AD's healthy. What's he going to say? It's the healthiest he's mm. ever been. He feels good. Three games into the season, he's out for two weeks. It's Anthony Davis. We all know he's going to do that. Um, dude, you're from Illinois, right? Yes. So, like, you remember going to Sears as a kid? I do. Sears and J.C. Penney's were two staples in my life, for sure. Yo, did you have Montgomery Wards? Was that a I thing for think you? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, my, my, whole, my whole wardrobe growing up was Sears, Penny's, and Montgomery Wards. We don't even say J.C. It's just Penny's. Yeah, and, I think uh, we call it Penny's, too. Yeah, so, like, the last Sears in America is closing. It's in Schaumburg, Illinois, so just outside Chicago. Closes November 14th. A, I didn't even know Sears was still a thing, but like they still have a website. So they're closing all their stores and going the Amazon approach all online. And I got to thinking when I saw this, I was just like, uh, damn. I remember like waiting for the Sears wish book as a kid. Do you remember remember that? that. You don't? It was the greatest freaking book ever. So like literally it was like 500 pages, all the toys, uh, big Ugly ass white Santa on the front, some <laughs> chubby looking white kids as you thumb through. They might have one black kid on like the, the the second to last page, but damn it, they had all the toys you wanted. Like I remember circling toys. Were uh, you my a big toy guy to buy? I mean, I was a child. What did you expect? Were you not a toy? That explains no. so much about you as a person. The <laughs> fact that you were not a toy guy as a child. I'm honestly thinking back, like the only toys I can really remember, like obsessing over was the Ghostbusters, like ghost trap. Like you could buy the trap and like throw it out and step on it, it would open. Like I had to have that. I love Ghostbusters. And then like, that's about it. But I feel like most of the stuff I wanted when I was a kid was like sports jerseys, basketballs, 
video game stuff like that. I've never been. You'd be the guy. only like four or five year old in the history of humanity to want a sports jersey over a toy. Hell yeah! That's how I found out Santa wasn't real, man. Uh, last night I wrote a letter for Santa and told him I wanted a Chris Carter Vikings jersey. Cookies in the whole nine out. Cookies were all eight. Everything was gone. You better get no these G.I. Joe jerseys. <laughs> these G.I. Yeah. Joe toys would like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I knew. I knew I was a great kid, so I knew I didn't deserve that at all. <laughs> but, yeah, I just I, – I, I saw that, and I was like, damn. Sears is closing. That was, like, one of the biggest, like, department stores in Greensboro when I was a kid. It was massive. And, damn, it's closed. I can't believe it. But shout out. If y'all remember the Sears Wish book, Pour a little out for Sears Wishbook right now. These kids yeah. these days, they ain't going to know about it. But you sitting wherever you sitting right now, I'm sipping on mezcal and grapefruit. Whatever you sipping on, pour a little out for the Sears Wishbook. And finally, in weird news, uh, dude, um, we, we talked – I told you people doing too much with athletes and their clothing. Last weekend, someone dropped nearly three racks for a pair of used Michael Jordan draws. I don't even know what to say. That's like, why would you want to buy another man's used underwear or just anybody's used underwear? Like, that's just, that's hella weird, guys. Yo, it was $3,000. So, Did it all go to charity? If it all went to charity, I'll let that go. But if this was just straight up somebody, how about this? Just donate three this, grand to charity. Don't buy That's what I'm saying. Stuff. But I mean, if you, I'm saying if it's all charity, then cool, whatever. Buy the guy's drawers. I don't care. It's, it's charity. You do whatever you want. However, you want to give money to charity, I'm not going to judge you. But if it was just a straight up transaction, you need to pray. You need now, to pray. That sounds like somebody. a suspect jock chaser to me. So it was by <laughs> Leland's auction uh, last Saturday night. The, the draws, they were gray and black. They sold for $2,784. They were uh, put on the auction block back in August. And the company, Leland, says they were definitely used. I don't even know what that means, but it says they were definitely used. They had a receipt for dry cleaning, to which I'm like, Damn, Michael Jordan! Did you draw his dry clean? Shit! He's like, I just, the I, I just put mine in the dryer. And guess who sold the draws to Leland's? It was Jordan's friend and former bodyguard uh, that was in the, the last curly hair guy. Nah, he's no longer with us. Rest in peace. The shrug guy. I he was nah, he's no longer oh, shit, with us. My bad. It was the fat dude, kind of bald. So yeah, he sold the draws to the Leland's people along with other clothes. And it wasn't just one person who was crazy enough to bid on draws. 19 people placed bid on Jordan Strauss. 19. That means that 19 sick dumbasses out there. Nah, it's too much, man. There's no way I would ever purchase anyone's draws. I buy my draws. That's it. I don't even buy No, mm-mm, mm-mm. No. Bro, <laughs> even in college, like, I remember, like, going to visit friends and stuff like that. And it's like, maybe you stay a day longer than you want to at another school or whatever. And it's like, yeah, let me hook me up with a hoodie, hook me up with jeans, whatever. Not even a thought. I ain't borrowing nobody's drawers even. Like, you got to go get some fresh drawers. Like, nobody should ever be carrying around somebody else's underwear unless you're Ben Ben Stiller and the Heartbreak Kid or something. Like, that's it. Only time you are allowed to carry around underwear, period, is when your Tyler's potty training and you got an extra pair in the bag for the accident. (laughs) That's the only time you are legitimately ever allowed to say, look, man, I got some used underwear in my bag. I got some clean underwear in my bag. Other than that, that is not a good look for whoever. I'm going to be – I'm going to be honest. I feel like if this was a family feud, that would be the number one answer. Like, why have an extra pair of underwear? Potty training toddlers. That was a good one, man. That was on you point. Know, I, I, I would be good on game shows. That's another thing you should learn about me in this podcast. Steve I have a lot Harvey, of information in my head that's really good in game shows. Yeah, know. so we'll see. 
Uh, game show next week. You're in town. Uh, where are we going to eat? Where do you want to go? Um, you got to let me know, man. I still got to book my flight and stuff yet, so I'll keep you posted. But uh, I don't keep it old school, bro. We're going to hit the bodega for a chopped cheese, get a slice of pizza at the pizza joint, and some 40s and sit by the East River. All right, man. Works for me. Yeah, I know. I figured it'd be a good little trip. As always, cool. thank y'all for listening. You like it. You like it. You love it. Share it. Put your people on so they, they can put their people on. And uh, yo, B, we'll see you next week in New York. The weather's perfect here now, by the way. 10-5, let's go.